Welcome to the Natural Underground, radio show and podcast dedicated to the natural food industry. I'm your host, Al Springer. This program is brought to you by New Brand University, the educational arm of the Touch Agency. Joining me in the studio today, an expert team of brand builders. We say the same thing every show, which is so exciting. <laughs> we have Jessalyn, as Rihanna is to summer anthems. <laughs> Jessalyn is to all things marketing. That's me. I've been figuring out which song I wanted to quote, and I'm stuck. That's the best one. (laughs) And that voice you heard, unfortunately, is Ryan. As the other side of the pillow is to cool, Ryan is to emerging brands. Boom. (laughs) Flip me over. Wow. Uh, Thank you, Matt. Uh, there's, you know, that's what happens when we let Ryan write his yeah. own introduction. And it's only cool for a few minutes, and then it's yeah, all over. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm genuinely excited about today's show. Like always, we have such a great guest coming on in a few minutes. And he actually happens to be one of the nicest people in the natural absolutely. food industry. And very well dressed yes, as well. dapper. Very dapper. We love Christian Bunty from Cabo Chips. He will be joining us from Southern California in our next segment. If you spent any time snacking in Southern California, you have probably already seen these crazy, crazy good tortilla chips. Oh, they're so tasty. They are very tasty and That's salty. where I had them for the first time. I had them on Balboa Island. If you guys have ever been there, it's yes. Yeah, if you, if you walk around the edge of the island, there's a little market. And that's where I had them first, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. They're, they're made with non-GMO corn, which is a big deal it in is. the natural world. I think what, mm-hmm. what, like 99% of corn is genetically modified, so it's very hard to get your hands on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he managed corn. to do it and turned <laughs> it into a chip. That's wild. The cost <laughs> behind that must be insane. Yeah, uh, I'm sure crazy. he'll talk about that today. Yeah. We're going to pick his brain on all those kinds of things. With Cabo Chips as our guest today, I thought, you know, we had to play a little game. I, salty snacks like chips are popular all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's got their thing, their little version of it. What's sort of interesting is to see how each country or culture then has created their very own unique flavors of chips. So the game is, I want to describe the flavor, and then you, each of you two, try and figure out the region of the world, or specifically the country, that kind of matches up to that flavor, right? So here's our disclaimer. We don't know if any of these are natural. In fact, (laughs) probably not. Guessing not. And we don't have any idea if they're good for you or not. Probably not. (laughs) Right, but they sound interesting, and that's the important mm-hmm. part of any opening segment of a podcast <laughs> or radio. You show. won't want to miss this. Absolutely, it's wild. And uh, <laughs> as always, if it's over the top ingredients and those are involved, it must be time for six feet under. Six feet underground. There's no coming back. Mm, like a good chip, that's just satisfying, isn't it? It is. It mm. just hits, hits the, the spot. spot. Yeah. Oh, oh very good. You <laughs> didn't even practice that. You owe me a soda. Yeah. Is that what it is? I never Jinx. heard of that. What is that? Jinx, you owe me a soda. What? Yeah, Your age know. is showing. Oh, yeah. Wow. Man, oh, it's showing every day when I shave. I just look at <laughs> a mirror going, wow. What's that's my dad? me. What's my dad doing here? <laughs> Why is he here this morning? All right. So here's our first flavor. I'm going to say the name. And uh, Jesslyn, this first one is for you. Which basically means this is very easy. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So English roast beef and Yorkshire pudding chips. And I'm guessing where they're from. Yeah. England. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Boom. I thought it was like a Grant's, That's a layup. I thought it was like a Grant's tomb thing where no. somebody would just look right past it. So that was Wait, easy. So roast beef and pudding. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I could see how it'd be savory. As a potato chip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all these are going to get they're going to get weirder. Stay with me. This one I also think is kind of easy and then maybe a little bit harder. So red caviar potato chips. 
Oh. Red caviar. France. France. Yeah. No, Russia. Russia. Yeah. Russia's big with caviar. Yeah. Caviar and vodka. Right? Yeah. Vodka. All right. How about this one? Blueberry. America. Blueberry chip? America. Blueberry chip. Really? Brazil. No, but that's where I was going. I thought like South America, a little vibrant. Ready for this? China. 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 Donald Trump says China. (laughs) China. 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 The Chinese. That's right. Uh, Hot chili squid. This is going to be hard, but maybe not close. Vietnam. No. Korea. In the same region of the world. Uh, Not China. Not China. South Korea. Philippines. Vietnam. Philippines. Okay. Yeah. Last one. This is kind of easy. And I'm even... Uh, gonna think that this isn't too hard for you, just for a lot of reasons. Maple <laughs> syrup and moose. Canada. Oh, oh Canada. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ryan, you hit those oh, notes. Wow. That's, uh, you get a <laughs> That's whole, good, eh? Yeah, we'd actually encourage you to pursue that career. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. Ryan, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, you guys are good at this, better than I thought. So. Probably enough of that. Until we hit the, <laughs> <laughs> the next segment. Is it time for our What Are You Eating This it Week segment? Is. On the contrary, this is our favorite Better For You uh, snack addictions of the week. Time's a wasting, don't you know? Put something tasty in my old pie hole. I hole. I hole. I hole. Harmony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Al, what are you eating? All right, my, my addiction's been all summer. I've been hooked, hooked on this stuff. Ruby Rockets, veggie, and fruit pops. I have seen those. Yeah, and you know what? I love all things kind of frozen desserty. If, if I don't have that, I'll chew on ice while I'm driving. I just like cold stuff. But I Is don't want to. Are there any doctors of... listening? We're <laughs> open for. Oh, they, that's not something they right. can solve that quickly. It would be <laughs> months of treatment. If you need research, yes, we have a patient. I've got a patient zero right here. <laughs> so froze, they're frozen pops, but they're made with veggies and fruit. So I try and avoid a lot of sugar. There's only four grams of sugar. Amazing. Ooh, I think they good. use monk fruit or something kind of for the sweetener. They're low in fat, which is great, right? Kind of hard to have that combination. Usually you get your choice yeah, of sugar or, or fat, right? Mm-hmm. And the, and Jesslyn, Ms. Lactose Intolerant. <laughs> Ms. Oh, like dairy I hope free. that doesn't stick. Dairy, that's, that's, can we just introduce her next week on right. the show as Ms. Lactose Intolerant? Um, dairy free. And uh-huh. most interesting, they have probiotics, which I don't know how that really works with frozen. It seems they're kind of, frozen in they're time. Still <laughs> frozen at moments in time. <laughs> Um, if you want more information, rubyrockets.com. Jess? My product this week is also, like Ryan's last week, a service. And it's sort of in similar uh, <laughs> It's similar probably idea. different than the service Ryan pays for. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, right. And so my mm-hmm. service, not in that light, is uh, it's called Farmhouse Delivery. And it is uh, the idea that... Sounds the same as the service. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Woo! That was, a, uh, yeah. that was a really good one, Ryan. I have yeah. to take a moment and slow yeah. clap. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Sure you <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, Thank okay, you. in all seriousness, it's called Farmhouse Delivery. Yes. It's a great way for if you don't have time to go out to a farmer's market or a local farm, they bring you fresh produce. Uh, right to your door and you pick a bushel which i was very excited about you pick a medium bushel or a large bushel who has any idea how much a bushel is uh i have no earthly idea i can only describe it (laughs) it's like kind of an amount yes but i don't know what that would be like a a bushel it's it's eight gallons of dry goods or four pecks oh you would think they would measure a a bushel bushel and a peck. peck 
Yep. Pounds. Wow. I didn't even pounds. know that a peck had an actual amount, but I guess that makes it, sense It as does. Well. It does, I guess. So you pick either a medium or a large bushel, um, and the price ranges from about $27.99 to $39.99. It's all local fruits and veggies delivered right to your door. It's a Very great cool. service. If you want to find out more about how to get these uh, fresh farm produce deliveries, you can go to farmhousedelivery.com. <laughs> Got it. Right? Got too excited. My brand of the week is Rip Van Waffles. Oh. My gosh, they that's good. I do delightful. like those. Those are oh, good. That may be the single best kept secret, except for Starbucks, <laughs> in the natural fool, not natural fools world, <laughs> in the natural foods <laughs> okay. world. Those things are the goods. Yeah. Oh, wow. They are. They, uh, so I met the founder Rip in San Francisco last year. Yep. His name is Rip. Oh, yeah. his name's Rip. Last name well, Van Waffle. He yeah. is. He was born Van Waffle, mm-hmm. and he, ne- he for years he had no idea what product to launch. He launched pancakes. He launched crisps. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this won't stick. It just doesn't <laughs> seem like me. <laughs> it doesn't seem like me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, really cool guy, inspiring to talk to. Um, I enjoyed hanging out with him. I went and saw their office. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, listen to this though. It's incredible product. Unbelievably tasty. Eight grams of sugar. Which, if you try it, yeah. that's hard to believe because you put them on. We should describe what it is. Too. Yeah, it's two thin little waffle layers and then a chewy filling in the middle. I know, and you put them on top of your hot coffee or tea, and mm-hmm. it melts it and makes it gooey. It's so good. Yeah, it's like uh, your coffee is cooking your breakfast. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. or whatever meal that it's would incredible. be. More you can snack. find them in Starbucks, Whole Foods, and online. While I was doing research uh, to make sure I got everything right here, I bought seventy-two waffles on the. On their website. And, you and hear the that, ladies? Of, yeah. <laughs> you Come hear that, farmhouse delivery? Yeah. The other service. <laughs> he, he, he's got waffles. I'll never need to leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> Where can they find out more, if right? only they could do a joint promotion. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's time for a break. When we come back, we'll be interviewing the CEO and founder, co-founder of Cabo Chips, Christian Bunty. Hey, by the way, don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Uh, We're looking forward to talking to Christian. We'll be back. This is The Natural Underground. Welcome back to The Natural Underground, and keeping with our snack theme today, we wanted to talk to a true entrepreneur, someone building a snack brand from the ground up. Our guest today is Christian Bunty, founder and CEO of Cabo Chips. Man, those are great tasting tortilla chips that feature all kinds of wonderful flavors and incredible ingredients. The brand is absolutely killing it out in California and on the West Coast and expanding across the country. And if that isn't enough, Jessalyn... Uh-huh. Christian, you know, this guy lives in SoCal near the beach. He can walk to the beach practically. He surfs. He's got a family member who I think is some sort of international model. His family's successful. He just got married to some beautiful woman. Yeah, what? This guy is the goods. So <laughs> I can't believe Tough. he's even joined. Yeah, what are you doing? Time, Get off this show. To join our show. <laughs> Christian, welcome to the Natural Underground. <laughs> Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> Where do you go from there, really? <laughs> I don't. I, there's almost nothing you can say now that's going to improve that introduction. That was fantastic. Yeah, thanks. Hey, so what are what are Cabo chips? To the people that are the sort of the, that don't know, what are Cabo chips? So um, we're actually introducing a really exciting new product next month. So I'll talk about the company as a whole and then jump into sure. Cabo chips. That so, sounds great. Um, what 
CB Gourmet Foods or Cabo Foods is all about is making great tasting uh, Mexican food products influenced by the street and kind of Mexican beach foods that I had growing up. And we're making them with the highest quality and making them accessible to consumers in natural stores, conventional stores, uh, just across the market. And um, so what does that mean for Cabo Chips? Cabo Chips are non-GMO truly restaurant-style tortilla chips. You know, it's not a, a marketing slogan. We batch cook tortilla chips from cut tortillas, just like you'd see in the back of a, your favorite, you know, Mexican restaurant or cantina. That's so good. And then all the, all the flavors are influenced by kind of street foods in Mexico that I loved growing up. Oh, that's so fun. So one of the things that when I first had a Cabo chip, and my first experience was, was down in Orange County years ago, and I always thought that there's something about the taste that was more satisfying than the average chip. What's the little secret there? Is there some magic? So our original flavor, which was actually our only flavor until a, like a couple of years ago, was uh, the soy sauce and lime. And, it, and that, that, that combination just makes, thing, makes it really addictive. It's a, it's a fun way to get the salt on there. Um, and uh, that's... That's the secret in that original flavor. Oh, it's so good. Man, they're just satisfying. Mm-hmm. And you're right, they're addictive. And when a chip's addictive, that's why it's kind of crazy because <laughs> you just keep eating eating more. You mentioned non-GMO corn. How how important is it to you that that you're using non-GMO corn? Uh, it's been it's been very important to us from the beginning. Um, we we were only certified about three years ago as the non-GMO project group, but we've always focused on having the best quality ingredients we we could get, and so that's always been a very important pro- uh, ingredient for us. Is it isn't it? I mean, it's our understanding. It's pretty hard to get non-GMO corn, right? Because we had a little stat as we were kind of talking about the show today that something like 98 99% of corn is is genetically modified how did you how hard is it to find it yeah you know it it's um it's not as hard as you think i mean there's just so much corn grown and so much of it is conventional uh, but uh i think I, I think that as it's been growing in popularity i think earlier on it was a lot harder now now there are more uh, farmers and distributors stocking it, and and there's so much interest in growing heritage breeds of corn, and and um, I think that probably the biggest challenge is just trying to keep our costs competitive. Just because you know, as it is developing, it's becoming more popular, and and it's, it's definitely a more expensive ingredient. When you're when you're talking to retailers and getting them to carry the product, did they value that? aspect of the product do they value that non-gmo or did it take a while from them to get around to the same same interests uh, oh yeah they definitely value it i mean uh, some earlier than others obviously the whole foods or the independent natural retailers kind of like mother's market and jimbo's here in southern california they they all valued it very early on but now i would say that um, if you're going to be a, a a better for you natural product and you're coming out with with the corn-based product that's not non-GMO, I think you're going to have a really uphill battle. I know you grew up in Southern California, but you also spent a lot of time in Baja, Mexico. How did that influence uh, the creation of this perfect tortilla chip? Yeah, I'd say it, it strongly influenced my desire to make a great tortilla chip. I mean, we originally started the company down there, uh, but, I mean, Baja in Southern California, which 
demographically is is largely Hispanic as well. I grew up with so much great Mexican food, and uh, being Colombian myself, I already liked Latin flavors. And uh, I was going to college at the time that natural was really starting to blow up here in Southern California. Whole Foods was opening a lot more locations, but at the time, a lot of the and this was a while ago. Uh, but at, at the time, a lot of the natural options taste like cardboard. So obviously, things have changed now. There are lots of great brands, and I'm proud to say we're a part of that story. But um, I think you know my my desire to bring a great tasting natural tortilla chip was definitely influenced. Yeah, by, Christian, by I gr- I grew up in the Midwest where we actually cardboard is what we sought out for our tortilla chips. So <laughs> you can imagine Mike's surprise when I tried yeah. yours; they were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Christian, tell us about the different flavors available within the Cabo line. I know you started with soy sauce and lime, but what has it grown to? Uh, so uh, we have five flavors now. Um, our our second most popular after uh, the soy sauce and lime is our new grilled corn flavor. We call it elote, which is the name of that Mexican grilled for, uh, corn that's so popular at a lot of Mexican restaurants yep, these yep. days. Um it launched back in Whole Foods in Whole Foods back in January, but it's launching into more retailers soon. We also have a mango chili lime flavor, which uh, I believe is the only tortilla chip that uses real mango in the tortilla with a little bit of chili and lime to be a to be a play on the, the street vendors that sell the the fruit with the chili lime powder on it. Um, we have an ancient grain, which is loaded with teff, chia, amaranth, and has some sea salt and lime. Wow, that's and unique. And then our, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the teff is great. I think we were one of the first to launch uh, a chip with teff in it. Now there are a few others. And then our our blue corn is just a really simple restaurant-style blue corn with uh, sea salt and lime juice on it. Christian, which one's your favorite? Um, you know... Ancient Grain hasn't gotten that much love yet. I'd say that one's probably my favorite, Elote, next. And I used to love our churro flavor, which is still on the website, but we just discontinued it. Consumers, uh, unless it was the holidays, you know. They just didn't understand what it was. Yeah. Yeah, man, those are fun flavors. So if you had a chance to have someone try Cabo for the first time, setting aside your favorite, maybe it's the same answer, what... What chip, and then what would you pair it with? <laughs> it's like a fine wine, but would it be a guac, a salsa, a queso? What, like if somebody had one chance to try Cabo before yeah. the end of the world, what would be that? <laughs> Sorry to bring the dark end of the world part yeah, in there, no, no. but what would that uh, combo be? I think the ancient grain and the blue corn both pair best with dips because the other flavors have a lot of flavor on their own. Uh, and being that I'm a self proclaimed avocado fanatic i'd have to say guacamole <laughs> but um i also love like the fresh store salsa store-bought salsa as well oh me too both of those are addictive as well that that sounds really yeah. good so where can folks but now i know you've built the brand out kind of on on in california um where can folks what type of stores can people that are listening out there buy find the product um well, we're in several regions of Whole Foods. Um, on the West Coast, uh, we are in uh, in Southern California. We're in conventional retailers like Ralph's and Bonds, okay. and we're in a lot of natural, independent uh, retailers throughout the West, as well as online on CaboChips.com and Amazon.com. Perfect. Um, and if they want to know more about Cabo Chips, that's the uh, that's the place to go. 
definitely check out cabochips.com. We'll be uh, updating it soon with some of our new items and, and some events that we'll be doing as well. One, one last question. Where, how do you develop these flavors? Because when I look at your flavor profile, it really is different than the average sort of tortilla chip. And I know you're different in a lot of ways, but you, how did you discover the ancient grains, you know, the idea of using them in a chip? How, how does that process look for you guys? Um, you know, I, I, I've always been a bit of a foodie, maybe before that was the term. And so I have a lot of cookbooks and stuff, and I, and I always just love messing around with, uh, with, with uh, recipes. And I, I just... When I find a recipe that I like or an ingredient that I like, I, I try to figure out, you know, how do we translate this into a chip? And, and I have a team of people that I can work with and and um, just turn them into a tasty snack and bring, you know, I think a hallmark of our product is that, you know, it's all real simple ingredients. There's no flavorings, like uh, no natural flavorings or maltodextrin or yeast. So, you know, they're really simple products. Um, at their core so it's just putting them together the right way and getting them in a bag and out to consumers when you do uh demos when you're out kind of having people sample it what's their first reaction they is it kind of like whoa or wow i'm going to buy these what what, you know what what kind of been some favorite stories there i think um you know one of those things that's still an education process is people are always so surprised at how much flavor our tortilla chips have because you know at first look they might just look like a plain tortilla chip people are used to tortilla chips that have flavor having being coated in powders and stuff like that and since we don't have that i think that's the biggest thing is like oh wow they weren't expecting them to have so much flavor without powders on them. Yeah, they're kind of baked in to it, which makes it so interesting and different. Well, this is really, really good. Um, Look, we've got to take a commercial break, but if it's, and we'll have to ask you if this is okay. When we come back, we'd love to dig into the world more of entrepreneurship. You know, part of the nature of our show is we talk about the products that are natural, that are interesting to listeners, but we also dig into kind of the small business side of things. So if that's great, we'd love to keep you on for another uh, segment and talk a little bit more business, small business entrepreneurship. Does that work? That sounds great. Great. When we return after these messages, we will spend more time with Christian. If you got any information or questions that you want to send our way, please send it to info at newbranduniversity.com. You're listening to The Natural Underground. Welcome back to The Natural Underground. We're back with Christian Bunty, co-founder and CEO of Cabo Chips. So Christian, we, we always try and ask the same question to every guest entrepreneur, entrepreneur we have on the show. And that is, when you were growing up in Southern California as a kid, what was your dream job? What did you want to be? I don't know that it was making tortilla chips. So what, what, was, your, what was your big idea? Um. You know, my family was always very entrepreneurial, so I, I knew I always wanted to start something or be my own boss. I, I guess growing up in Southern California where, you know, almost every surf and skateboard company was based, I probably wanted to start something related to those action sports, but I can't remember exactly. <laughs> well, you went to the University of Southern California, 
I know they have a great yes. entrepreneurship there um, uh, program there. What did you study in college, and did that program help you start your business? Yeah, so I, I was actually in the entrepreneurial program at USC, and, and it was great. I, I mean, I still stay in touch with a, a lot of my professors, and they've been great advisors over the years. And in fact, one of my first accounts, Bristol Farms, came from an introduction from one of my professors as uh, the CEO, as well as many of the employees there are alums as well. So um, the entrepreneur program really taught me the basics of all the various aspects of business and really encouraged me to, to move forward with my idea. Very cool. How young were you when you started or got involved with Cabo Chips? And how did you launch Cabo? Um, so I was a senior in college, uh, wow. I, I believe I was 22 or 23. Wow. And I, and, um, I started with my stepfather originally, as I mentioned in Cabo San Lucas, really kind of as a test market and just for fun to have business trips to Cabo. But, uh, after the interest from Bristol farms, as well as a couple of other grocery buyers that actually tried the product while they were on vacation in Cabo. We decided to open a facility in Orange County and start manufacturing and distributing uh, up here in California. So were you selling the chips in Baja first, kind of locally, yeah. and then came to SoCal? What was that transition, yeah, so, what was that so transition we were, like? We were, um, we were sell, selling them to some of the hotels and, and the little markets around Cabo, and um, the, the transition went pretty smoothly, actually, because we had worked out a lot of the kinks in manufacturing down there. And so, uh, you know, it was really just moving it up here. And, and we were fortunate to have some interest from some really great retailers before we even got started. So um, it really gave us the, the, the ability to, to start rolling really quickly. That's like the classic romantic entrepreneurship story where you started in some cool place like the beach. I mean, that is just a dream, right? Some guy's starting his business in Cleveland. You're doing something very different. My question is, yeah. were you down there year-round, though? How did you maintain that business, or did you get it going and then have some locals that kind of kept it going, or did you shut that down when you'd go back to California? What did that look like? Uh, we had locals running, uh, running the factory down there. I mean, it was a lot less maintenance than it is uh, accounts in the state sure you know once you're in the accounts down there eventually we did end up uh shutting the factory down there down just because of as we started to grow it was really important for the product to be perfectly consistent yep. everywhere um so you made it locally but, uh, then in california yeah so so we make it here in southern california and uh ship down there now but uh but yeah it was pretty easy to run both at the same time so here you roll into Southern Cal and you, you've got a tortilla chip. How did you convince retailers that like, hey, hey, you know what you don't have? A tortilla chip. And they're like, yeah, we do. I mean, how did you make the case? What was the hook that got them going? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's all about differentiation. Uh, there, there are a ton of great brands out there doing really unique products, and you just have to stake your claim and convey that that's what is important to consumers. So... Um, a lot of products out there convey health claims or, or sprouted grains or, or other stuff that, that's great. But where we're different is, you know, we're not necessarily dwelling on those things. We're focusing on the authenticity, uh, the clean ingredients, and, and the lifestyle of, 
uh, the, pro- the the brand and the heritage Mexican flavors. Did you get a lot of pushback when you were, you know, even though you can you can talk about being different, did you get a lot of pushback or were people willing to try it? Um, I, uh, I mean, it's a mix. It depends on the retailers. I mean, uh, the, the smaller natural independent retailers definitely are, are much more willing. Um, the larger retailers, you need to prove yourself in those natural independents before, before they would really give us a shot. But um, with enough persistence, we eventually got into most of those yeah, accounts like that we wanted said, to in Southern California. And like you said, you're in some of the big grocery chains and some of the great natural food stores, some of the great independents. So you've managed to keep that balance pr- uh, pretty good. You did a yeah. major... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was just going to talk about your uh, repackaging. You did a major package change a few years ago. And I was just curious if you could talk to why you decided to rebrand and what that was like. Uh, so we made the decision to rebrand after getting uh, feedback from a number of retailers that our look was a little bit too too kitschy in Southern California, um, and mm-hmm. it didn't really convey the the premium value that our product was providing, and that frankly we were having to charge. Um, and the rebrand has been a great learning experience for me because um, while our new packaging has won some design awards. I, I think we focused a little too much on creating a great-looking high-end package, and and didn't we we lost sight of some of our um, our brand values like transparency and simplicity. So I think we're actually tweaking things again right now to bring back a little bit more of the transparency and authenticity, so you know people can understand a little bit better what the product is, but also still convey the quality and the high end. That's um, such an interesting yeah, comment, man, because. It, it's such a challenge. You have you have a product that's so good that on one hand you want to design a package uh, or have a package design that communicates all those things that elevates it, but at the same time, boy, that's an interesting challenge to not lose the kind of um, DNA of the brand, which was this cantina kind of. You can see the ingredients right there in front of you being made. You know, that balance has to be quite a, a challenge. But for any of our listeners in, you know, that are in the natural food industry, this is a tremendous tasting product. So uh, it's, a, it's a winner, and the packaging's beautiful, but it kind of gives you indication that you're always sort of tweaking. And to that point, you know, I know you to be a guy with an incredibly creative eye. Uh, I, I, if you've spent any time sitting across from uh, Christian, I've had an opportunity to have a couple of breakfasts with him and some other meetings. Uh, he's always noticing emerging cool design styles, brands, and trends. He's always finding something in downtown LA that nobody's ever heard of yet, mm-hmm. you know, and saying, gosh, how can I lift some of that cool vibe and do the same thing for my, for my company? What types of things influence you? What kinds of brands and lifestyles influence you when you're designing for Cabo? Thanks. I, I appreciate the compliment. I think That's my wife true. probably categor, categorize me as, as crazy as I'm probably always researching stuff. And I'm just, I think I'm broadly just interested in consumerism. And, and I think the biggest thing that influenced me both in that design process and all the time is just, uh, I'm so interested in, in lifestyle brands. And, and I felt like there are so many lifestyle brands in beverages to hotels, to apparel, that are, are just purely focused on selling a lifestyle. And I felt that there was a void in 
in food products, you know, food products are always talking about their benefits or their calories or their something else. And um, so that's why I thought that there was an opportunity for us as we rebranded to focus on the lifestyle. And I think that's what really interests me the most in consumerism is how people really attach or how brands can attach to consumers' emotions. Yeah. Um, that that, that cool. interests me. What has been your uh, biggest success story at Cabo? Oh, um, I think our biggest success story is kind of ongoing. I mean, seeing the products on the shelf, uh, seeing displays in stores, and seeing customers, repeat customers grabbing bags is such a great feeling to go from, you know, a college kid with an idea to being on a ski trip in Colorado and seeing your chips on the shelf in like a, a mom and pop store oh, or on the shelf of cool. Whole Foods mm. in Colorado. I mean, that's just really neat. When you're walking down the street, you just, just blow you away like, whoa, there it is. I, I, I cannot imagine that you're truly the founder of something to spot it where you least expect it's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's really neat. So what was your biggest hurdle? If or, or and Let me even say it a different way so that this doesn't sound – sometimes these two questions sound redundant. But if you could offer advice to that sort of next generation of entrepreneurs who are right there just in the middle of launching, what's that – piece of advice what's that that thing you had to hurdle that you would say boy if i could go back in time and tell myself this this is what it would be so you get a chance to tell other entrepreneurs what is that little nugget that they should know that uh, you wish you knew well i i'd say there's two two different things i mean hurdles i would say our, our biggest hurdle has just been manufacturing we started manufacturing ourselves then as we grew we moved to a manufacturer that couldn't handle our growth and, and really set us back probably about a year. And then now we're with a better partner, but you still, uh, you know, even though they're a great partner, you still have setbacks and, and it's harder to manage the consistency because we're not using, you know, natural flavorings or we're, we're using real ingredients. So um, really dialing in the, the operations is important, and that, that's not my strength. So, you know, we finally have brought some people in to help me with the operations. Um, and transitioning from that, I'd say that's what's important is really building a good core team of people you trust early. Uh, my stepdad left the business early to pursue other things, so I ran this business by myself for a long time, and I think that, that probably has contributed to us uh, growing a little bit slower and some of the mistakes we've had, but now I have a team that I'm excited about and excited to see what the future holds. So just really figuring out, you know, what your strengths are. For mine, it would be more sales and marketing, and then being able to go and fill in the void um, on the other stuff oh, so that so good. Uh, you're not wasting time. Christian, this has been so great. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. It was great learning more about Cabo chips, about non-GMO corn, and all of those things. Uh, we hope we can have you back soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Look forward to it. Yep. Thank you. Time for our final break. Yeah. Bye. Time for our final break. When we come back, we're going to dig deeper into another important category in the world of natural foods, nut and seed butters. So like nut butters, uh, peanut butter. Join us as we visit a central market here in Austin and look at uh, some of the cool stuff they have on the shelf. We'll talk to you in a minute. You're listening to The Natural Underground. Welcome back to The Natural Underground. In our final segment today, we're going to dig a little deeper into another growing category. 
Today we turn the spotlight on nut butters, nut and seed butters, peanut butter, almond, cashew butter, coconut butter, all kinds of tasty stuff. Look, since this show is the natural underground, we call this segment, Let's Dig a Little Deeper. Break out the trowel. Let's dig a little deeper. Well, before we dig deeper into nut butters, let's take a moment and understand why consumers have become such big fans of nut butters. And we think there are four things driving this demand. First is health. Um, Nut and seed butters are rich in those healthy fats. This means it's better for your heart, better for weight management, better for diabetes management, and many other positives. You know, it's the world. It's the dawn of healthy fats. It is. And Mm -hmm. that is everywhere. And I can remember, as you all do, I'm sure... Just a couple of years ago, it was all about cutting fat from... Non-fat, low-fat. Yeah, everything from your diet. And then, like everything, we oversimplify stuff and say, wait a minute, there's yeah. healthy fats, and why are we not getting enough of those? And what a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, obviously, the second reason is taste. For a century, Americans have had pretty much one choice at the store is peanut butter. It's right. the most mm-hmm. popular option. And then along comes this broad variety of different nut and seed butters and they each have their own great taste and all of a sudden nut butters kind of blur this line between a sandwich spread and also a snack to bring like crackers and veggies to the next level i think that the also it's interesting you're spot on the growth of the healthy fats and in the form of nut butters made where before you use peanut butter often as a spread to make PB&J or whatever sandwiches, right? Mm -hmm. I think what's happened now is you're starting to see more and more people using these nut butters as a healthy snack, just to your point. Mm -hmm. And and it just, it it gets you a lot, gives you a lot more variety on a snacking occasion and you don't feel as guilty. What's it called when you have celery with the peanut butter and the raisins? Uh, ants, ants on a log. Ants on a log. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to step I that up. I've never heard that either. I got to get that. Oh, really? kind of scary. I'm way behind. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> You've been living under a rock. Yes. Well, mm. and then the third reason, kind of what we were talking about with the healthy fats, is that uh, nut butters are filling and satisfying. Yes. And to add a nut butter to a veggie stick, like a carrot or with celery and raisins, suddenly you have like a complete healthy and a much more filling snack option. It's funny. I. I see people all the time, I'm sure you guys do too, walking around with like a little little sandwich bag of just a, a, a packet of nut butter and some veggies. Mm-hmm. And and you're, you would not have seen that a few years ago. Maybe kids, if mom had figured it out. Yeah. But now mm-hmm. you see people heading to the gym, out of the gym with it. It's it's just kind of cool to watch that evolution. Right. Well, and that's our fourth you know, point is that we think that uh, a lot of these brands are coming out with these single packets. And when you have such a portable delivery system, it makes nut butters something that you can bring, like you said, to the gym, to the office. You don't have to bring around like a whole jar of peanut butter. You can bring um, a healthier nut butter to the office. No, it's so good. And you're right. You see right at eye level now in a lot of these um, uh, with retailers, they'll have those single packet uh, nut butter sales mm-hmm. and they're going crazy and they're selling a multiple price so people are grabbing them up throwing some of their car in their bag having them at work it's it's awesome mm-hmm. all right as a result so the nut and seed category is booming i mean just going crazy i think the last number i saw if you count um what they call i think sweet butters like nutella oh. and you count mm-hmm. all channels they were saying that next year we should be in that six and a half billion dollar range for American consumption of that market. Wow. Which is unbelievable and growing sort of north of, if you count all channels, and we mentioned those p- pouches, but they're, oh, that, it's suddenly you can buy those at convenience stores and mm-hmm. coffee houses. And Justin's is everywhere. 
Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, right? Are. So it's 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 just shows you that the world of healthy fats is going crazy. And if those sales are north of 20% uh, on something that big, it's kind of why you see so many brands out there and kind of all over the all of the retail shelves. To dig a little deeper, we visited one of our favorite retailers in Austin, Central Market. If you've not been to a Central Market, imagine a magical place where many of the newest natural and gourmet <laughs> it products. It is a magical place. It's very clean debut. and open. It's clean friendly. and nice, and it's it's perfect crossover between. But they natural have sushi and samples sometimes too. Yeah, really. At the one um, by on Thirty Fifth Street, and they got oh, the. Man. Beer and wine sample. They'll have they live music like, a lot. That's when you have to come Frequently. back and kind of wear a different sweater and you're like, I haven't had a sample yet. Yes, yeah. let me try that one. <laughs> I'm totally new here. <laughs> I'm not the guy here. you just spoke with moments ago. <laughs> <laughs> this hat, this hat now is cleverly disguised. But I'm, not, I'm not that man. <laughs> I think you just throw them off just with that voice. but uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it probably would because they'd be worried. Yeah, like, I'm not going to mess with this guy. I'm just going to let him have another sample. Yeah. <laughs> not paying like, me enough to please this. <laughs> looks like trouble. This yeah. looks like trouble. Uh, so Central Market has 12 feet dedicated to nut butters. So you want to talk about growth and a growth channel. Wow. Yep. Uh, two big end cap displays. Carry somewhere around 160 different products. 15 or so individual pouches of nut butter. I mean, it's it's really impressive. No, it's it's absolutely going crazy. I thought what, what might make it fun is to try some of the ones. So I picked three that I thought look like they needed to be tried today. So uh, we're going to try in order of what sounds interesting to what I know will be fabulous and then the one that we just don't know anything about. Right. Okay. So these are nut butters we found at Central Market. So the first one is called uh, – and I got this because I know this is going to be delicious. Do you ever get those airplane cookies? They're like a little packet of cookies called Biscoff. They're – oh, they're – It's kind of like, like buttery biscuit. They're like a buttery things. biscuit. So mm-hmm. this is from Lotus – and it's uh, the Biscoff flavored okay. nut butter. So trust me when I tell you. Uh, once I get this package open, yeah, you didn't open it yeah, before. I didn't open any of these, <laughs> Ryan, so you should start opening the other oh, ones. Yeah, right, start no, those other seriously. ones. So we're gonna have Jessalyn be our guinea pig, but uh, Ooh, you one. don't have any kind oh, of nut allergy, do you? Not that I know of. All right, well, we'll we're about out. to find out. Why am I always a guinea pig? Yeah. That has to be mm. good. Wait, this is so good. No, that has to oh, be I good. Oh, I think I've had this before. Uh, well, you've had the cookies before because these but my, um, cookies are the best. My Scottish Very friend good. would bring me back something like this. This uh, is good stuff. Uh, yes. There's like cookie bits in it. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Mm-hmm. That, oh, that's that big. has to be good. Okay, what? Oh my gosh, that's good. What's the nutritionals on this bad boy? Oh, that is delightful. No, that's, that's like almost like a cookie. It's like cookie dough almost. Well, airlines used to hand those cookies out, and then mm. when I figured out that you could buy them <laughs> at like at Central Market, and now I, you I was, look the way you do now, <laughs> I look the way I do now. <laughs> what weird <laughs> what stuff do I have to try? Say. I want to get it over with. Yeah, mm. well, hold on. What the fat content? It's gonna be all downhill from here. I can tell you that. Nut butters, mm-hmm. eleven grams of sugar because it's got the cookie mm. in there, so it's a little, little high. But that is quite delicious. All right, product number dose. Okay. That's a hint for the third one. Oh, great. Frankie V's Kitchen Raw Sunflower Seed. And this bad boy has got, uh, this looks, this looks, look, looks we'll interesting. Let's take this lotus home. So, um, Let me see it. I would just, you know, t- try some of that. It looks great. Looks interesting. Well, it's got cool packaging. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell if I had opened the lid already, though. That was the only bad part. <laughs> so I feel bad. Like, it could be. I had, you know, I had just opened that. Oh, you opened it. Oh, yeah, that yeah, makes okay. me feel better. Like, That's why I was stalling. I'm like, you know, this looks really good, but I think the lid so was I open. will admit. No, guys, I, mean, I just could... opened it. It was closed. Okay, good. <laughs> 
All right. Well, sunflower. Oh, it's seed. really good. It's really good. The consistency. It's thinner. It's just like sunflower seeds, like eating them at a baseball game. Yeah. But the the consistency kind of threw me off, just because it's very much more liquidy. Yeah. It's viscosity. Much rate. more viscous. Uh. Man, we gave Ryan the assignment of opening these, and he didn't get the one that was going to be the hardest to open. It's, it tastes like eating sunflower seeds, right? Like, have you ever eaten sunflower yeah, it does. seeds in wow. a game? It really does. The, the, the show that's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, trying to get that last one. If you can figure out a way to open this. Oh, so, you should try wh- the sunflower so, one out. Oh, I'm Good. going to. All right. But now I've got to use Ryan's spoon that's all no, you don't. licked off of. I just of. couldn't put it anywhere. All right. <laughs> so here we go. Our final one. Now, how did this Oh, describe? wow. This is interesting stuff. Right so here. the final one, and I <laughs> want to try to get one? this name out. Yeah, is, and this is from Mexico. Uh-huh. It's a peanut butter, a nut butter from Mexico called... The Cacuatina. Okay. That's right. Got to be very careful <laughs> how you pronounce that. Cacahuatina. Yes. And it says uh, it's got chia in it. So this is, the, this, is the, this is the ingredient deck. Peanuts, cranberries, which includes cranberry, sugar, sunflower oil, honey, coconut oil, chia seeds, and sea salt. Sounds uh, pretty yeah? good. Okay. And it is from Mexico. And it's actually, uh, wow, is it, this is the opposite in consistency of the sunflower seed uh, butter. Really? Oh, whoa. Look at that. It looks like a, I like know. a thick. Yeah. Oh, it's dough. good. Very good. It's definitely thick, incredibly thick uh, 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 nut butter. Oh, I do like that. Yeah. So all right, this wasn't so bad. The point of all nice. of this is, if you guys are looking for an adventure, go into the nut butter and seed butter category, because if you go to a gourmet-friendly store, the, the hits keep on coming. Tons of variety, great choices, and uh, it's a category that if you're interested in, they've keep got something on. for you. Yeah. 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 Super hot. Look, that wraps up this week's show. Thanks for thanks guys for trying those. You're yeah. uh, uh, for being guinea pigs. I don't know if I can here. talk the anymore. Lotus crunchy cookie my... butter. I'm taking that home. That's yeah, right. yeah Ryan. Ryan, That's mine. Yes. Well, this Whatever. has been the Natural Underground. It's brought to you by New Brand University and the Touch Agency, offering integrated brand building to over 100 brands in the Natural Channel. I want to thank our guest today, Christian from Cabo Chips. Again, if you have any questions, info at newbranduniversity.com. We'll see you next week on the Natural Underground. The world in my backyard